0: We are loaded at running back. The question is, are we looking at another 1,000-yard running back at Oklahoma State, or are we going to do it by committee and rush for over 2,500 yards collectively? With this O-line, I could be surprised. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter, at Aldeo State. And today, we're brought to you by FanDuel. Get in the game with FanDuel. Every moment matters a little bit more. So here we are in the spring. And we, we did a little bit of a breakdown on the quarterbacks, which I, I think it'll be fun to readdress some of these positions as fall camp kind of uh, gets underway. So that's, that's definitely something that we need to do. In the meantime, we're going to talk about the running backs a little bit. And, and when I said in the intro that we're loaded, I firmly believe that. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy, but I, I think a lot of it has to do with the continuity we have at offensive line. You take continuity, and then you add in a bunch more talent. We are seeing that there's a lot of competition on the offensive line right now. So we could potentially have four new offensive linemen starting that didn't start last season. Now, one of those, we'll talk about. Cole Birmingham is a little bit of an outlier, but nonetheless, we're pretty deep. And if you're deep on the offensive line— and you're deep at running back, and you know you're going to have some questions of quarterback, doesn't it lend itself to potentially being a better running team? Especially when you take into consideration that we have true tight ends and we have people like Braden Cassidy that have moved to a traditional t- uh, fullback type of role. This is all designed to open up the seams a little bit for the tight end position, which means the linebackers have to you know respect that, which means they're not coming in and, and, and filling gaps. Without considering what's behind them. So, the new tight end position going away from Cowboy back is supposed to help open up some lanes for the running backs. And when you go this deep, it's going to be pretty, pretty fun to watch. All right. So, I think the common consensus is Ollie Gordon is the starter as of right now. And that's completely understandable. I do think it's fair that Elijah Collins is going to push him through the entirety of spring and fall, which is going to be a good combination to have because we have a multitude of running styles now, right? And it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Everybody knows that Ollie Gordon probably should have got the ball a lot more last year. Everybody knows that Dominic Richardson, we love Dom, but he wasn't wasn't the right fit. He wasn't the right guy. He wasn't the best back on the field. And he struggled mightily with vision which is something, if you look on film, Elijah Collins, the transfer for Michigan State, his vision is, it's impeccable. I mean, it really is. It's Jalen Warren level, which is what we've been missing. And then you have Jaden Nixon, obviously, the, the speedster, the burner, uh, who, who runs like a 10-2 in the 121.7 and the 200. He's going to be the lightning in all of this. But we tend to forget, I think, a lot of us about DeAndre Jackson. DeAndre Jackson you know, he's an interesting, he's an interesting cat. Because when you're, when you're coming in with that bowling ball rep, right? 5'11", 205 pounds, 210 pounds, you get, you get labeled. And I think one of the reasons that he got stuck with that label for so long is because we didn't get to see him play. And I think a lot of people assumed it was due to some, something football related. Well, realistically, it was nothing football related. Texas A&M and the NCAA, they had some transcript script problems and they had a hard time meshing it all together for whatever reason, I don't know. But it was, what, halfway through the daggone season before he was cleared to play? <clears throat> and then when he did get into the game, I really like his running style. And you can't always go off of recruiting numbers and stars, right? Because there's busts all the time and there's people like a Justin Blackman who, or even a Jaden Nixon that come kind of out of nowhere, and, and take people by surprise. <clears throat> but if you look at the recruiting side of things, guys, when he went to Texas A&M, it's because he just rushed for like 1,220 yards his senior year of high school. And he had offers from Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Florida, Florida State, Nebraska. And he went to Texas A&M. It didn't exactly work out for him for whatever reason, right? He comes to Oklahoma State, has a bunch of NCAA transcript problems from Texas A&M. It was just a whole... It was a whole thing. <clears throat> it was a whole thing that he had to, to go through, which obviously was a direct hindrance on his playing time. And let us not forget, he's a registered junior. So he's even got another year after this one. And, you know, I think he's he's probably the one that's going to get slept on the most, <clears throat> maybe turned into the power back for certain packages, which I'm fine with, and if he's relegated to that role and that's the role that fits him best and he's he's happy with it, I think you'll be happy to see the production. I'm a, I'm a big proponent of DeAndre Jackson getting more carries. I would have preferred DeAndre Jackson and Ollie Gordon over Dom last year. Hell, let's be honest, we probably even could have thrown Jaden Nixon out there and produced a little bit of a better result. Again, we love Dom. But the dude just, he, he didn't have very much backfield vision. I think that the oversimplification of the offense could have been beneficial for him, but sometimes it's just time to time to move on. We all wish him well. We hope he does great at Baylor. It is a better fit for him schematically. That was before we changed the offense. So maybe it would have been beneficial for him to stick around, but if he sticks around, then we probably lose somebody like a DeAndre Jackson. Uh, we probably don't get somebody like an Elijah Collins, right? And, and the beauty uh, for Elijah Collins is, He really wanted to be at Oklahoma State, right? Sometimes when you're grabbing a transfer, you're grabbing somebody and uh, Gundy said it. He was, he openly said it. Sometimes players choose, um, you know, somewhere else because it's the the best option available, right? Maybe it's the the highest rated power five. Maybe it's the only power five. And that's why you end up seeing some of those transfers. Elijah Collins is a little bit different case, y'all. Uh, Elijah Collins is a guy who wanted to come to Oklahoma State, and he he heavily sought after that connection. And when you look at somebody like an Elijah Collins, right, everybody's going to remember his one big year at Michigan State uh, where he rushed for 988 yards just shy of that. that, You know, everybody wants to hit that 1,000-yard barrier. Um, But, you know, he really burst onto the scene with Michigan State, uh, and then he registered 2018, 2019. He ended up playing starting in 12 games, had over 200 carries, again, 988 yards, uh, five touchdowns. He ended up averaging like 4.5 yards a carry. And then in high school, he was the number one rated running back in the state of Michigan. He was like 10th overall player in the state of Michigan, according to 247. Uh, another publication had, had him as the number 11 player in the state of Michigan, and he obviously chose Michigan State, but one of the things that I don't think gets talked about enough is who he picked them over, right? When you're looking at the recruiting side of things, uh, in, in in anybody, you really do have to kind of see, okay, what was the interest level, right? What were teams looking at when they were looking at an Elijah Collins? And his list in and of itself is it's pretty crazy. Again, you can't view everything from that lens uh, and digging back. But whenever you get somebody, right, from a Michigan State, Gunny's already said that he fits this mold of kind of what we need for this new evolutionary process in the running game. I guess it's re-evolutionary because we're going back to an older school style of system, right? Maybe see some diamond formations. Fullback's obviously going to be an integral part of the game planning now, Um, but you do have to look at where the interest was, right? And he had offers from places like Wisconsin and Pitt and Mizzou and Purdue and, and Syracuse and Minnesota, Kentucky, Iowa, Iowa State, Cincinnati, Boston College, and he chose Michigan State. And then, he was not only a, a, a fan favorite, right? He had that big breakout year. and then after that, he got buried behind somebody like Kenneth Walker III. Everybody knows you know he was up for the Heisman, arguably uh, should have won it, could have won it, had some injuries pop up at uh, the very end of the season. And <clears throat> that put him backwards a little bit, right? Put him off track, a hair. Um, but I, I'm really excited about what Elijah Collins is going to be able to bring and in my personal opinion. I think he's going to compete for a starting job. And I think he's going to get a lot more carries uh, than people might think. Obviously, we all love Ollie Gordon. We we all know Ollie Gordon is most likely the future. But I think if you have a good stopgap here, like another Jalen Warren type, Elijah Collins fits that bill. When we're talking about bills, bills suck, right? Adulting sucks. One thing you can possibly maybe do to give yourself some more uh, cash dollar bills especially now that the NCAA tournament is really, really heating up, regardless of how crazy your bracket is, download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book, And if you're a new customer, you're going to get a shot at the no-sweat first bet. And it's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. It is safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on a multitude of things, money lines, point scores, points scored, threes drained, so on and so forth. You need to really download FanDuel, and you need to do it now because, on top of that, you're going to get a better chance bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Don't miss out on this chance to get your hands on this no-sweat first bet. It is up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if you don't win your first bet. So, go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment matter more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, so, yeah, I think DeAndre Jackson is slept on. I think that Ollie Gordon is obviously the guy who everybody thinks is going to fill that that immediate role. I think uh, Elijah Collins. Elijah Collins could step in because, again, we're d- different running styles. Elijah Collins' vision is phenomenal. Uh, you can envision a Jalen Warren type of vision. And he's, guys, at 5'11", well, six foot um at six foot 205 pounds he already knows the physicality necessary for this running style that's what they do in the big 10 that's their bread and butter in the big 10 and in michigan state michigan state has never been a team that was going to chunk it up a bunch right they've always been a physical team they've always been a running team and he was a fan favorite and actually when you look at the blogs from michigan state nothing bad about that dude leaving a lot of people are sad that he left uh, because, again, he was a fan favorite. He had good good sales. Uh, if you look at the jersey. So they definitely uh, are going to miss Elijah up in Michigan State. And I think that he's he's certainly going to push for that starting job a little bit harder than people think because of how good we all know that Ollie Gordon is. Um, But, you know, before Ollie Gordon... Right, If we're going to have this, this thunder and lightning type of conversation, the next guy I think we got to talk about has got to be Jaden Nixon, right? And Jaden Nixon was the most unheralded, right? So you had DeAndre Jackson, big-time recruit, had offers from Bama, Auburn, LSU, everybody. And then Elijah Collins, another one. Uh, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Iowa, everybody. To have your pick of the litter and then choose Oklahoma State, that's a big deal, Right? Jaden Nixon didn't come with all of that hype. He was like the number 970th player in, in the country. Now he does come out of Frisco Lone Star, same exact school as our quarterback, Garrett Rangel. Yes, we've got a lot of news coming uh, on quarterback. I don't have enough confirmation uh, for me to release what we're hearing, so stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, I went to the scheme of high school as Garrett Rangel, right? That's a good package to come in together. We were his only Power Five offer. So he, he's, again, he's not coming with all the hype, but last season he was able to put on 12, 15 pounds, right? And still be able to maintain that that speed. Again, when you're running the, in the 10s and the 21s of the 100 meter and the 200 meter, you've got some on wheels. So if you can stay that fast, that quick, and, and continue to be that elusive, but also put on enough weight to deal with the day-in, day-out responsibilities of toting the rock, I, I think I think we'd be remiss if we didn't pump h- hit him up a little bit, right? Because Elijah Collins' biggest knock on him was his forty, uh, officially timed at a four six. Well, what's interesting about that, and when we're talking about, he has the same vision that a Jalen Warren has. Jalen Warren chose Oklahoma State strategically uh, for the body by glass type of stuff. He knew the biggest knock on him. At Utah State was his speed. He didn't have breakaway speed. Came to Oklahoma State. That's the number one thing he wanted to improve on. He started the season as like the third or fourth guy on the depth chart. As he's continuing to work on his speed, his elusiveness, and everything else, we didn't get to see until injury, right? There's a lot of good reports about him in the spring, in the fall, yet he started the season as like the number three option. But when he gets in the game, you see that lightning capability, right? You know, a lot of people want to look back to when we had Justice Hill and Chris Carson. We also had Tyreek Hill uh, as well. So you have these thunder and lightning combinations, and everybody loves them. So you look at somebody like an Oli Gordon, which we're about to get to, uh, because he is probably the starter, because he is right now. Right now, he is the starter. Is a lot going to change between now and the fall? Probably not. So unless something crazy happens, Ollie Gordon's going to be our guy um it's really a debate on the backup and when you're saying backup and you have somebody like an elijah collins who does have almost a, a thousand yard season in the big 10 okay that's a natural fit for him to be the number two but then you have somebody like a deandre jackson even though he might be relegated more of a physicality type of guy okay well he's he's put in his time He had opportunities to leave. He didn't leave. He loves O State, wants to be here. Him and Xavier Benson really, really took the, I don't know, the mantle, right? When we had some guys like Spencer Sanders and Mason Cobb leave, uh, those were some of the guys that really took the mantle, uh, for lack of a better term, and started to run with it, right? To get people to buy in, to get people more excited about the incoming season. So maybe that's partially why I'm very high on DeAndre Jackson. But again, this is the lightning side of it. This is the lightning side in Jaden Nixon. I think he'll play more than people recognize. He's viewed as, you know, I don't know, the other guy. But he's the guy that's got the wiggle, the jukes, and the speed. Elijah Collins has a phenomenal vision. He's good at setting up his blocks, kind of like an Ollie Gordon. But he doesn't have the breakaway speed, neither does Ollie Gordon. So who does? Jaden Nixon, right? So he's the lightning guy. In all of this conversation about how talented we are at running back, we've got a lot of guys that fit this new system, and then we've got Jaden Nixon as the lightning guy. So for that reason alone, don't sleep on my guy Jaden Nixon, y'all. And he put on, again, 10, 15 pounds last season, should be able to do it again this season. And still, if he can keep that speed, the dynamic we have at running back, is going to be amazing to watch regardless of what's happening on the outside. And part of this part of this is because of the offensive line. I mean, we're pretty deep into this video, so I won't try to squeeze. We'll do O-line uh, individually. So that way we can kind of break down, you know, what we have there. But again, it's going to be good, guys. The O-line's going to be the best it's looked in a long time. Will that equal the production that we need? Obviously, that remains to be seen. But if you're going to have comfort in this upcoming season, in in any position, like last year, we had a lot of D linemen, we had a lot of wide receivers, right? We knew at this point in time last season, those were most likely the deepest positions. Well, now, here we are talking about the O-line, the running back room, and the safeties. These are your deepest positions now, this year. So if you can take the continuity again that we had last season at the offensive line, you sprinkle it in with some of the reports now that we were we're much more improved on the O-line, so improved that we could have four new starters after returning everybody from last season. So yeah, it wouldn't be right to squeeze O-line into this video uh and we're, we're already at almost 20 minutes, so we'll just we'll make sure O-line gets their own we'll get O-line gets their own deal. Okay, so let's shift gears. To the one that everybody expects to be the guy, Ollie Gordon, four star coming out of Texas. You know, I was reading an article uh, earlier from Heartland about Ollie Gordon last year going into the senior season. And the article was really talking about how Oklahoma State was the biggest to offer him at the time. But he, well, as far as, you know, he hadn't had any blue blood offers yet. And the article was talking about the things he can improve on, so on and so forth when he gets to Stillwater. But it really, talked about how most likely he wasn't going to end up in Stillwater because he was that good. And they knew the Blue Bloods were eventually going to start coming, and they did. And so we were able to, to hold him off, right? And, and honestly, I, I can't wait to have him on the program to kind of talk a little bit more about that. But, guys, he came in at 6'1", six, six uh, two, 200, 205, something like that. And we know he's still six one, but he's put on some more weight. Um, the, last season he got more carries than was ever meant to be asked of him, right? Come into the season. And whenever he, you kind of look at his running style, he does run a little bit upright, kind of like a Dom Richardson, uh, ironically enough. But the physicality side of it, right? Gundy hinted at as the season progressed, uh, you could see the physical wear and tear on Ollie Gordon. And I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't buy that. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't buy that. Because... You know, what he was able to do in the West Virginia game um, was very, very impressive. What he was able to do in the bowl game, right? We we weren't able to get the running game going. So it was really difficult to kind of piece that together. But again, you know, he chose us originally over people like Arkansas and and BYU and and Houston. But yeah, the the heavy hitters did in fact come calling and he stayed loyal and true. Wanted to come to O-State. And realistically, we all know out of, The targets for last season, coming into this year, if you were a program from anywhere else, who are the guys that you're like, hey, I'd really like to steal him from O-State? Who are you talking about? You're talking about your Colin Olivers? You're talking about your Kendall Daniels? You're talking about your Ollie Gordons, right? These are the guys that everybody in the country wanted. These are the guys that a lot of teams would be willing to go drop a bag of cash for. But he stayed stayed with O-State, right? And he really loves what he's doing here. I, don't, I can't I can't blame him. He's the guy right now, even with somebody as good as an Elijah Collins waiting in the wings. I do think Elijah's gonna push him. But you know he's gonna put on more weight. And now that he's had to grind through the entirety of the season, Gundy doesn't like to play freshman y'all at all. I think obviously most of us know that. So to have a true freshman running back, tote the rock as many times as he did, is that not indicative of the talent? Because Gundy overrode a lot of things that he doesn't like to do just because he sees the talent. So yes, Ollie Gordon is that dude. And yes, he has put on a little bit more weight. But Elijah Collins is coming here just like Jalen Warren to put on more speed. And that's exactly what happened. Jaden Nixon out of his or not or I'm sorry, Jalen Warren out of his own mouth at Utah State. Did not have breakaway speed. He only got that in the uh, his one off season in Stillwater. That extra gear, he never had it, and he knew he always needed it. He didn't know how to get it. He'd been trying his whole life to get it. Comes to Oklahoma State, gets that in one off season. So for everybody that was trying to harp on maybe body by glass is getting too old school, so on and so forth. Now come on, y'all. People like Jalen Warren are proof that that is not the case. So if Elijah Collins is coming to improve his speed. We've got a track record do in that. And that's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to do. I mean, growing up, yeah, you can work on form and, and getting out of the gate, get out of the block, right? So like if you ran track, the way you run track and the way that you steal a base in baseball is entirely different. The way you even run that timing system is entirely different. So you do see that more often than not, you're born pretty fast or, or you're not. But there is proof out there that you can improve speed. Hey, Gunnar Gunner, Gunner Gundy, goodness gracious, I know words are hard, sorry. Um, Gunnar Gundy, he went from a 4.840 to a 4.5940. And that was something that his dad said, you have to get faster. Right? You have to have some sort of mobility. And so he worked on it. And he shaved off two tents. That's not easy to do. So if Elijah Collins can get that same one-off season of production that that Jalen Warren was able to grasp, I think he's going to push Ollie Gordon a little bit more than people realize. But don't get it twisted. I know that Ollie Gordon's most likely definitely the future at running back position. And Ollie Gordon is probably the best candidate we've had uh, in a few years since J- before Jalen Warren uh, t- to make a good shot in the NFL. So don't sit here and think that I- I'm uh, undervaluing Ollie Gordon. I know he's the dude. He's, he's the starter, RB number one right now. But if injuries and anything have, have taught us something, especially this last year, you're going to need more than Ollie Gordon you're going to need a lot of these guys so do we have a thousand yard guy or do we have a bunch of dudes that get six eight nine hundred yards only time will tell but I think I think I'd be willing to say that we will not we will both will have a thousand yard rusher plus a couple 500 yard type rushers on top of that Maybe I'm drinking too much of the offensive line and running back Kool Aid. Maybe I am, but I'm I'm also not drinking the we're in a rebuild Kool Aid, which seems to be a conversation being had. And if you haven't caught my my video on it, it's the last video I did uh, from this morning. Make sure you go you go check that out. Uh, also, I'll start dropping uh, adding some of the the, the videos that it, that it recommends afterwards, and I'll start pinpointing those instead of letting the algorithm do it for me uh, to kind of circle it back around to some of the players that we've had on the show when we're discussing uh, certain position groups. So I think that's all we got for this one. All right, guys, stay tuned up for this offensive line preview uh, because I'm very, very, very high on this O-line. Probably the highest I've, I don't want to say ever been, but definitely this is the most comfortable I've been with where we are at on the O-line in five, yeah, five, six years-ish, at least. So, yeah, uh, make sure you tune back in for the breakdown on that. Until then, thank you very much for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Do the like, do the comment, subscribe, share, all that fun jazz, and I want to hear from you in the comment section. Who do you have as your RB1? And do we get over a 1,000 on a rusher, or is it more of a committee approach? I want y'all to tell me. All right, y'all. God bless. Go, Pokes! Until the next one. Later.